You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 49 of Teach Better Talk. I am Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with the astonishing Jeff Gargas. <laughs> astonishing? Astonishing. That's... I actually had somebody on Twitter message me that after they were really? listening to our episode, and they said, do you know that Jeff is astonishing? And I said, the... I do now. They did not say that. You are completely lying right now, but I appreciate it. I am not it. lying. This well, is I... truth-telling on Teach well... <laughs> Better Talk. You are astonishing. Well, I appreciate whoever told you that. That's awesome. Well, I have to celebrate them because I think you're quite astonishing, but we have so much in store for this episode. Obviously, like every other episode, we are featuring an excellent educator that I know has a lot to share with us. But before we get into any of that, Jeff, how are you doing? Can you share where you currently are so that everybody knows what you're up to? (laughs) Yeah, so I am doing absolutely fantastic. I'm actually on the road right now with the one and only Chad Ostrowski. Um, we are actually in the great state of Illinois. Um, we drove out today, and so we're in your state, which just makes everything a little bit cooler, Ooh-ooh. even though we are an hour behind, and it's weird for us. But uh, no, um, we're in Illinois, and we are working the next couple of days with some awesome educators here in Illinois. So excited about working with them, training on the grid method, super excited about that. Really excited about the fact that we're at, the, at episode 49. Um, and that we get to, again, chat with an amazing educator. So tonight we're chatting with Frank Bellamo. Frank is a elementary principal in Michigan. Uh, this is his fifth year as an elementary principal. He's actually at um, Fox Elementary, which is part of the Chippewa Valley. Prior to being a principal there for five years, he was also an eight-year middle school teacher and spent two years as a middle school assistant principal. So lots of uh, lots of experience there that we can dive into and start picking his brain. Uh, Frank's also very active in our Thursday night mastery chats, um, always has a lot to share and a lot of value there. Um, and he actually helps run and host the hashtag COL chat, uh, which is every first and third Monday of the month at 9 p.m. Eastern. So a lot of really cool stuff and a lot of uh, experience for us to dive into. So First, uh, Frank, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy schedule to hang out with us and have some fun. How are you feeling right now? Good, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on today. Appreciate it. Well, Frank, I know that Jeff gave you a great introduction of kind of all of the small little things you've done in education, which surely was not small. You had a big, long list. But there's no way that you introduce yourself with all that information when somebody asks you what you do for a living. So would you mind sharing with us when somebody asks what you do, how, what's your typical response? Somebody asks me what I do. My usual response um, is, and I let them know, I say, I work in a school and um, I never just come out and say I'm a principal because I, I always feel like I'm just one part of the team. Um, that's our mission is to do what we can to improve the lives of kids and um, to, in- to interact with them in a positive way. So I, I usually just tell them, you know, I work in a school, I work at Fox Elementary, or I work in a Chippewa Valley schools, and I kind of let the conversation go from there. But, you know, I just truly believe we're, we're all on this uh, mission together, and no one person on the team is more important than the other because anybody at any given time can uh, truly impact um, the kids in the building and each other. Oh man, Frank, you're starting it off with an, the podcast off awesome. I love that one part of a team 
all in this together and the mission to just impact kids and that anyone has that opportunity. Like that's such a, an awesome way to look at it from an administrative um, point. And I think such an important way to look at it and see that your entire team has value and you're all in together. You can't operate without each and every individual on the team. That's so, so important. So really, really cool. I want to dive into your, so five years now as an elementary principal, you've been an assistant principal in middle school, plus being in the classroom for eight years prior to all that. A lot of um, a lot of experience there. A lot of different, uh, uh, a couple different positions and stuff like that. So, I want to talk. You know, we talk a lot about failure. We always do on this podcast. So, can you take us to the time that you've failed? Let us know what happened. Why was it a failure to you? How did you overcome that? And then, what did you take away from that experience? Yeah, no problem. Oh, I mean, I, 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 you know, I always say that you at least fifty percent of the time in life you're going to fail. You know, when I'm talking to my own uh, kids at home, kids that I coach in various sports. And if I, in it, so it's hard to think about a, a one main failure, but I guess, um, you know, just looking back to maybe in high school not making the baseball team or, um, you know, and looking at it like, well, why didn't I make it and being mad at the mad at the coach or well, you think about it now as an adult, it's like, well, I didn't prepare for it. I didn't put in the extra practice and didn't do those things that I, that I know now that I needed to do. Um, you know, one failure that comes to mind is, my first year in uh, middle school, coaching middle school football, we were 0-6. And here I was, a, you know, a fan of football. I loved football. And <laughs> we were 0-6. And, and, and I was angry. I was angry if I felt like the other team ran up the score. And, you know, as I gained more experience and, and you realize it's not, the, it's not the other team's job to, to take it easy and not let their kids play. <laughs> it, it's my job to you know, learn as I go and, and do the best that I can for my kids. And it might not be a victory, but we're going to grow each day on that field. And sometimes you learn it later than you want to. But I guess the most important thing is that you that you've learned it, because I mean, it's easy to that failure can be a failure unless you turn it into a learning experience and actually learn from it. So I, I guess I've had a lot of failures along the way. It just I just try to keep pushing on and trying to uh, learn whatever I can. I, I guess as, even as a teacher, there's things that I look back and I assigned that or we did that. And, and now I realize, you know, I had to realize each step of the way, you know, as a, as a new teacher and even today as a principal, there's, there's things that you're going to do yesterday that you're not going to do today, but that's, that's, you know, part of life. It's just continuous improvement and, and trying to learn from the mistakes we've made along the way. I love it. I know you. Um, I, w- I want to have you share your philosophy, Frank, because I'm not sure if you realize that it's, it's absolutely spot on. It's exactly what our Teach Better philosophy is. So can you share that with us? Yeah. I mean, I truly believe that you, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Um, you don't have to be the smartest kid in the class and you don't have to be the best on the team. But it, you can be the hardest worker on the team. You can do whatever you can to make your team the best that it can be. Um, you know, I try to instill that into my own kids at home, uh, when they play sports, when they play instruments, you know, you just, you want to be the best you can be. You're not going to mm-hmm. be the home run hitter all the time. You're, you're not going to be the kid who's getting all A's. And personally, I try to tell our kids at school, I don't care if you don't have an A, I don't care if you're not exceeding standards. What I care about is your character. What I care about is how hard you work and how you treat other people. So I, you know, I just, I, I, as a team at work in our school, um, we, we all want to instill that growth mindset that, you know, Mm -hmm. character aspect of it, that 
you know, persevering and overcoming challenges because there's challenges everywhere in life and we're not always going to get that participation trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's us getting better each day, be better today than you were yesterday and be better tomorrow than you are today. There it was. That's what I was looking for right there. Cause that's literally our teach better mindset is what that is it's all about that, that growth mindset that being better today than you were yesterday and better tomorrow than you were today. So I love it, man. Spot on. I, I mean, I personally know I, I didn't get to where I am. Um, because I was the smartest person or because I had the most experience and it's sometimes it's, you know, it's just how you're treating people or how you're a part of a team. And sometimes just things just work their way out. And I, you know, I know I'm learning each day. And, and so I guess that's, that's, you know, if we're not learning and we're not getting better, we're getting worse. So. Yeah. Love I think it. everybody on the teach better team has that plastered on their wall and yep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the best phrase. I love that. Love it. All right. So now let's flip it around. Uh, Frank, let's talk about a, a success you've had. Talk, tell us the time. This can be something big or something small, but tell us what happened. Why was it a success for you? And then what did you take away from that experience? Okay. Um, a success that I've had, this one is kind of a cool one, I guess, for me. It was um, doesn't have anything to do with academics or anything, but it was, I believe it was my, it could have been my first or second year as an AP. I've only had two, so it had to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was in a, in the middle school, and we had a high school student coming in, a senior, and they, they would come in and they would um, they they would they would help out in the office and help out with different things. They were in a special program, and this student was a selective mute. And you know, each day I would try to talk, start a conversation, and and the student would never engage, never even respond, and and. I would continue to do this with uh, my good friend who was an assistant principal with me there and a good friend today still who was a principal in the district. And um, each day we just kind of talked to this uh, this kid, this senior, and one day he just he responded and he, and he started talking to us. And I tell you what, by the end of the year, we couldn't get him to stop talking. <laughs> he would talk about anything. And it was I mean that to me was was awesome. I mean it's not it wasn't about the academics. It was about that connection that we made with somebody who, you know, people would say, "Hey, he's a selective mute. You know, you're not gonna talk. He's not gonna have a conversation with you." But he did, and it was he he couldn't stop. So to me, that was that was awesome. That's that's better than any kind of you know academic accomplishment or anything that we might have seen. I mean, it was small and, and some people say, well, it's not a big deal. But to me, him being able to share with us when it was something so difficult for him, I thought that was pretty cool. And um, I just think that, you know, success can come in many shapes and sizes. It's, there's really no distinct picture of what it is. It's each kid has different types of success. And and in the line of work that we do, you never know the difference you're going to make with a kid at any time. And, and sometimes we might not see it in elementary. They, they can't express the difference we're making. In middle school, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but sometimes it we may not ever see that success. We just have to know that as educators, what we're doing will make a difference. What connection we have with a kid will pay off in the long run, and we may never know how. Um, earlier this year, I got a phone call from a, a student I had over, I think probably over 10 years ago, and he just wanted to thank me for um, being there for him in a tough time. And and building a relationship for him in the classroom. And that was pretty cool. That was, uh, it was pretty cool. I was, you know, got home and talked to my wife about it, how cool it was. And and you miss that as a teacher when you're not in the classroom each day, 
you know, you it, it's hard to realize that you're still doing those great things that teachers do each day, you know. But um, success can come in any, you know, in many different uh, pictures. Hey, what's up? It's Jeff. Don't worry, we're going to get right back to the episode, but I really want to check out and make sure that you are connected with us on social media. Ray and I and the entire Teach Better team want to connect with you. We want to hear your stories. We want to be a part of your journey. We want to be there to support you in any way we can, and we want to learn and grow with you. So please connect with us. Everything we have is at Teach Better Team. And then, of course, make sure you connect with me at Jeff Gargas and Ray at Ray Hewitt. Let's get back to the episode. You know, Frank, I love your focus on connections. That that story of a student is incredibly impactful. I, I think the more connections we can make for students and, and build those relationships, to your point, I mean, being able to make those connections, you really usually see the fruit of your labor, you know, even if it comes years later. And so I think that gets me excited about education right now. There's a big shift focusing on not, not just teaching students, but building relationships and, and really ensuring their students feel supported because you know, content is so accessible, you know, the internet age, everything you want to know, you can learn somewhere on the internet for free. But the but the component of a relationship is something that can't be replaced by Google, right? The component of building relationships with students is powerful. And, you know, just in that story alone, seeing the, the incredible impact it can have is... Ugh. It's, you're 100% right. And if, you know, I know they say that there's fads and, and uh, education, but if, re- if the relationships are a fad, then it, that would be a total failure, right? I couldn't agree more. So I have to kind of shift that for you. It, obviously, there's a lot of things that are getting you excited about education right now, but would you mind choosing one thing that's really getting your, your spark fueled, you know, every day when you get into work? What's exciting you about education right now? Um, for me, going to work each day, uh, I just love the people that we're on a team with. I love our students, our families, and just having a chance to spend time with them each day. Um, you know, I, I just enjoy their company, enjoy, enjoy being able to laugh with them and, and trying to make, you know, our building the best that we can and, and as stress-free as we possibly can for, for the best of everyone. So I just, I, I legit enjoy going to work each day and I enjoy the people there. Um, this year we've, we've been doing something with uh, character education and the positivity project, and that's been going awesome. And I've really enjoyed seeing the students, um, displaying that awesome, you know, work ethic or, you know, how they treat each other each week. They'll have something they're focusing on maybe kindness or optimism, but just seeing that the students, um, interact with each other the way they do. And being able to interact and have that opportunity to uh, be a part of the team that I'm on is, is what I look forward to and what excites me each day. See, look, all about connections. I love that, building relationships. Well, I have to tell you, I, Frank, was so excited that you were coming on the podcast because my favorite question to ask administrators, whether it be administrators we've interviewed in the past, you know, Todd DeSloney, Brian Zwemke, Steve Dively, we've had all these principals. My favorite question is how we can better support teachers. What do we need? What tips do they need to ensure that their classrooms continue in this direction of, you know, focusing on relationships and being a part of this progressive movement that the shift that education is currently in? So I want to know if you had a tip that you had to give to a teacher that was new to a building, new to the profession, or just frankly, listening to this podcast who just wants to grow and be better today than they were yesterday, what's your typical response? What's, what's your advice? 
Uh, this is there's so many things you could say to a new teacher and looking back to when I was a, a brand new teacher. Um, well, you said it, you know, you said the relationships and, and right now um, that's so important. And I think maybe we can wrap it all up into our mindset and we can we can kind of put relationships into our mindset. So knowing that um, just know, like each day, making sure we're having fun with the kids. Um, you know, our best lesson plans are not going to overcome a poor relationship with a student. And we're going to have challenging students in our classroom. We're going to have students that are compliant, that are going to do everything, that seem engaged every day. But just making those connections, because you're going to have to, you're going to have to differentiate in so many different ways with these kids to make a connection with them. And, and that's truly the most important thing we do, because without a connection, you're not going to engage the kids. You're not going to, you're not going to really get the most out of them. Um, it, it's going to be hard for them to really have a lot of ownership when they're not engaged and they're not going to work to their full potential. Um, you know, so it, it's having a connection. Don't be afraid to have your students like you. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. We all work harder for people we like. Um, I don't know. There's so many things I would want to tell a, a first year teacher mistakes <laughs> that I've made along the way. You know, it's, you know, you don't have Gosh, to grade everything. <laughs> feedback more uh, than you grade, you know, grade less, feedback more. Frank, I'd love to hear more about your take on social media, because when you think about administrators challenging new teachers, I actually don't know. I mean, I know a lot of administrators on Twitter, but you specifically so active on Twitter do you think that our, our newer teachers need to be on Twitter? And how do they get started with that? What's your tips for that? Uh, I just got started this year, really. I mean, like quite a bit. Um, actually, last year, just trying to put out the teacher the, the, the pictures of our what's going on in our school day. And then um, kind of like my mentor, uh, my former assistant principal and principal and, and somebody who works in our district now with us and who, who's a co-moderator of, co-moderator of a cold chat with me. Um, he actually got me into Twitter. So it's, it's, it's quite new for me, but there's just, there's a lot of opportunities to make connections with different people on Twitter for, for young teachers. There's a lot of great, um, Twitter chats each night that you can just, you know, jump on and, and, and hear what people are saying and, and different ideas. I've learned quite a bit from different people on Twitter. It's, um, it's been, it's been very cool. You know, there's a lot of great ideas. There's so many awesome people out there in our field and our profession. And, um, you, you, you know, you can actually see, see it more when you're on, um, on Twitter. It's so funny. Jeff and I met on Twitter. So I was just going to say that. Yeah, we did. And I was I, just listening to Dave Burgess's episode a few episodes back and we had mm -hmm. talked about how we met Jeff and it was because of Twitter. It was. And I was also going to just shamelessly plug the fact that we, there's a great Twitter chat every Thursday night at 8 PM uh, Eastern time, um, uh, mastery is? chat. There is. It's mastery chat, Ray. It's fantastic. Um, Gosh, I should jump into that sometime. No, that's a good. That's a great one. Mastery <laughs> chat is an awesome one. I wish I could get to all of these more, but with yeah. four boys and sports and everything, it's, <laughs> it's tough to get to. It's them all. tough, and, and we always talk about that's one of the amazing things about the chat because it is tough, but so many people get involved in these chats. Like it's amazing to see educators working so hard after they've already put in a full day, and then they're getting involved in these chats, which is where you can learn so much because you got super passionate educators out there. Frank, can you take like just a minute or two and yeah. give us the rundown on, on it's, it's hashtag COL chat, correct? 
Yep. Hashtag what is COL that? What, what, who should come to that? What can I expect from that? What's my, what's my reason? Why should I come do that every first and third Monday of the, of the month? Well, first of all, that was, um, it's, it's the culture of learning. And that was started by, um, three awesome people that I, uh, that I, you know, learned about this year. Um, Walt Kozlowski is one of the, the co-moderators with me, but cold chat was started by Adam Hartley, who's a superintendent in Michigan, a uh, Rodney Heatherton, who's a assistant superintendent in Michigan and, and, uh, Michelle Corbett, who's a principal in Michigan. So th- those are the founders of it. And they've been gracious enough to let, uh, Walt Kozlowski and uh, myself be able to be co-moderators with it. So, we talk about all kinds of uh, all kinds of topics in education. You know, recently we were talking about um, you know assessments. We talk about um, relationships. I mean, anything, anything that's going on in education that we think that we'll have a good conversation. Um, we talk about it's you know you, you can be a new teacher, you can be a, a veteran teacher. It really doesn't matter. Um, a, Anybody can join, teacher, principal, superintendent, whatever your role is in education, you can jump on and, and hopefully learn from somebody. Yeah. I know I've learned each, each, each time we're on, I learn from the different people that are joining in with us. It's definitely a great group of people, as all the chats are. I know I've gotten in there just once or twice. The only times I've been able to make it, but have learned as well. It's, it's, it's a definitely a great chat to check out. So, um, One other question that I like to... Um, is from the administrator standpoint, you know, we get to work with, uh, we're, we're lucky to work and fortunate to work with a lot of, a lot of different schools and districts. And we get to see, but kind of both sides of everything. We get to work with the teachers, but we also do a lot of work with the admin team and stuff. And unfortunately we find that sometimes there's this, I don't know if disconnects the right word, but a, uh, there's just, there's two very different worlds from when you're in your classroom as a teacher versus when you're an admin. And one thing I love to, to, to ask, ask you as a principal and admin is, if there was one thing that you wanted all classroom teachers to know about administrators, what would that be? That, that um, we're definitely on the same team. My, my job is never to make your job difficult. My job mm. is to do what I can to make you have the best experience you can have in front of these kids um, and, and to help you improve, to help our kids improve that, you know, we're on the same team, we're in the same family in our school. And um, I I just want to be the best support I can for them. You know, if they see me stressed, the teachers are going to be stressed. So Mm -hmm. I try to to be the best support I can for them. And to let them know that I understand you're going to make mistakes. I understand, you know, we're we're all going to do that. But, you know, each day, we're doing the best we can to put the kids first and, and, and to enjoy what we're doing while we're doing it as much as we can. I love it. That's exactly what I was looking for. Perfect. All right, so now let's have some fun. We're going to do the next six questions, and your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. You ready to go? All right, let's do it. All right, what is one EdTech tool you cannot live without? I've used S'more this year. I've used it for uh, newsletters and bulletins. Awesome. What's a a good book that we should check out? Uh, I I like uh, Eric Jensen. He has a lot of great stuff. Um, Engaging Students with Poverty in Mind is a great book. You can use it with anybody, not just kids from poverty, any kind of kid. If you can use those strategies with any kind of kid, you're going to be good. Love it. And who should we follow or what should we follow on Twitter? (sighs) So many people on Twitter. Jeff Gargas is a great guy, Ray. uh, (laughs) Ray's awesome. Follow them. Um, You know what? Uh, Follow as many people as you can that that um, have some great philosophies and 
Check us out on Cold Chat. There's a lot of great people there too. Hashtag Cold Chat. First and third Monday of each month. Love it. And what's a good YouTube channel for educators? I love YouTube. Um, TED Talks is great. I find a lot of great stuff for our building on uh, TED Talks. So I, I say TED Talks is great. Love it. And give us a, a daily, weekly, or monthly routine that every teacher should get into. A daily, weekly, or monthly routine. All right. A daily, weekly, or monthly. Oh, my gosh. The time is, is going down here. What am I going to do? Daily, week. Okay. How about this? Let's see. Share good news and successes weekly. Recognize positive character traits each month. And don't get caught up in the negatives. Have fun each day with your kids. Love nice. it. And- Love it. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I've heard um, what, what I like is culture trump strategy. Mm. Um, one, of our, um, one of our superintendents says it all the time. And that is, I truly believe in that. And um, I remember back to my first interview, the principal said, it's okay for your students to like you. And because he could see that I, was, I wasn't sure if I should say it or not. I wanted to, but it, it is okay. You know, why not? Frank, you did awesome with your answers. You like yeah, pretended that it was going to be a struggle, but you gave great value. I think I think he hustled <laughs> us, Ray. He was hustling us the whole time. He was ready. He just wants <laughs> us to think he doesn't know what he's doing, when in reality it was like gold. No, no love no, it. No. Well, Frank, I might have the most important question for you, and that is the last question for our podcast has to do with people continuing this conversation. I know that when they're listening to these podcasts, driving in the car or you know, getting ready in the morning or right on their way home, there's so much value they're getting, but it's not just finished when the podcast ends, right? We want to ensure that educators are connecting and continuing their learning beyond just a 30-minute podcast. So how can our listeners get involved with everything you're doing and connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on Twitter at F Bellamo B, um, capital F B E L L O M O capital B. Um, you can check us out on cold chat the first and third Monday of each month at 9 PM Eastern. And that's hashtag C O L C H A T. Um, I, I, I wanted to start a, a blog spot and I only got one on there right now when it's out of <laughs> relationships. But um, when I get some free time, not taking kids to baseball and stuff like that, it's islandprincipal.blogspot.com. And our school has a YouTube channel, Fox Elementary School. We got some different videos we've made on growth mindset and character stuff. Um, so that that's pretty much it, how to connect with me. <laughs> Awesome. And you know, you can get all the links and resources and everything we talked about in this episode over in the show notes over at teachbetter.com, including all the links to connect with Frank so you can keep the conversation going. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. If you can give us a rating and review, we truly, truly appreciate that. And make sure you check in and tune in for episode 50, where Ray and I interview each other. And we're going to have some fun with that, recapping all that we've done so far on Teach Better Talk. We really appreciate all of your support and everything that's going on. And Frank, we truly, truly appreciate you and your time tonight and all of your your insight and, and everything you were able to share with us. Really appreciate you taking some time and hanging out with us tonight, man. Oh, thank you, Jeff and Ray. You guys are awesome. I was um, very, uh, you know, it's it's very cool to have this opportunity that you guys would allow me to come on and, and share some of, my th- some of my thoughts about education. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Awesome. Appreciate the kind words. And until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. 